My name's Rob, and I'm the host of Real Friends, a podcast dedicated to sharing the real stories of real friends with the belief that each one of us wants to be fully known and fully loved. This month, we continue last month's running theme and chat with one of my favorite pace groups at Big River Training Team, the 830 Pace Group. I've had the honor and privilege of training with the 830 Pace Group since 2015. Not only has it made me a better, wiser runner, but I've also developed friendships with a variety of healthy, positive, inspiring people who both encourage and motivate me. Still debating on whether or not running is the right exercise for you, or whether a local running community like Big River Training Team is right for you. Listen to several of my friends from the 830 Pace Group and discover for yourself. Thank you for listening. This is Real Friends. Ready? All right. Well, first of all, thank you, everybody, for getting together today and uh, doing the podcast with me. This is the 830 Group. These are my home peeps in terms of who I normally run with. So um, the way I thought we could first get started other than doing the nice little loop through Forest Park that we did this morning, was I'd have each one of you tell me a little bit about yourself or some of your name, your age, your current career, and then something that you're passionate about in life other than running, because the rest of the podcast is going to be focused on running. So let's start out first with Pete. <laughs> Hi, my name's uh, Pete Epler, and I am 60 years old, and I am married, have four daughters, I'm a native St. Louisan, been here all my life. Uh, things that I am passionate about that are not running. Uh, I am an amateur astronomer and Ooh, I've built wow. and made several telescopes. And uh, I first got interested in that when uh, I'm old enough that I remember them landing on the moon. So yeah. that was first sparked my interest in amateur astronomy. And my current career is I am a PE teacher in the Rockwood School District. Perfect. Tim? I'm Tim Gallagher. I'm, uh, are we saying our age? I'm 58, and uh, I'm a trial lawyer and married father of three. Now, what am I passionate about? Yeah, uh, other than running. Passionate about my job. Um, passionate about the practice of law. Uh, I'll leave it at that. That's good. So it was a good good career, good field for you to get yes. into. It's still passionate about it. And if anybody has any objections about sharing their age, you don't have to share your age. So. <laughs> Sadie? Hi, I'm Sadie Smith. I'm 43, and I'm married with two, two boys. I was a teacher. I am now a stay-at-home mom. And aside from running, I'm very passionate about reading and about travel and about my family. Hi, I'm Maryam Tabatabai. I am... 41 years old, I have two kids, and um, the thing I'm passionate about is to socializing with the neighbors and make new friends. So wherever I go, like I find somebody new and um, add them to my list and care about them, ask them about what's going on in their life and uh, getting in touch with people. So I like to socialize. Yeah. Wow. Paul Wesley, uh, soon to be 63, here a June baby. <laughs> um, married for 38 years, my beautiful, lovely wife, Tina, who is one of my passions. <laughs> I love that woman immensely. Um, I'm an IT technology telecommunications specialist. Uh, love the field of technology. Um, got into that because of my love of music. So I love music almost as much as technology, but I really want to know how that music works. 
<laughs> so I want to get into the covers and figure out how all that stuff came to be, came to be. But uh, love that. But my real my real joy and passion of all of that, fun aside, <clears throat> is I'm a born again a follower of Jesus Christ, and I love my Lord <clears throat> more than anything. He saved me. Uh, I love to share that with anybody who will listen. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a disciple and a discipler of Christ. And so that's my passion. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that I uh, talked about with um, Tim and Paul is that we know one another well enough that I may kick out a question. And if any of you have like a follow-up question that you want to go ahead, go ahead and jump in and add it. Okay, so. well, I'm also going to jump in and say <laughs> that I've listened to all your podcasts. And uh, you need to talk more. And because you're part of the 830 group, you have to say. I agree. Okay. Well done, uh, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, and I also love astronomy and space. <laughs> Pete said that I said I got to hold my tongue. Well, love that piece of art because of the yeah, just so, so cool. Anytime, come out. Yes. Oh, I have to now. I knew no, that about you, but I need out. to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my name is Rob. I am sixty-three years old. I'm a software engineer at uh, one of the leading aerospace companies here in the St. Louis area. And I'm passionate about photography and survey. So whenever you can combine both of those, like some sort of event, I think it's a win-win situation. And so that's part of the reason why I love photographing for Big River, because I'm passionate about photography. And at the end of the runs, the people that they just seem to have loved it and what it's done is it's kind of led to a bunch of relationships, even though I wouldn't say that they're all like deep relationships like you develop when you're in a a pace group like this is still these small acquaintances and micro friendships I call them with people that I wouldn't know otherwise so I think one of the greatest things about your photographs is it gets it gets you to put the face to the name because sometimes yeah. you hear a name and you only see the face but when people tag themselves with their tag you're like yeah. oh that's that person yeah yeah Amen. And you do a great job. I don't know how you make us look that good. <laughs> photos, but no sweat. <laughs> I mean, no, I get a lot of race photos, and they never look as good as the ones in Rob So I, I don't know if there's no sweat. There, there's one of the, my favorite photos is Ron Hagloff right behind here, coming back in the sun. He's jumping up in the air in an August run. It's like all his sweat coming off. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, some of you weren't here, but we had what we referred to as like snowmageddon, mm-hmm. where. Originally, when the runners went out, it was like a normal running day. And by the time they came back, they had these like ice-covered beards, and it just made for uh, historic photographs. So, God um, bless you. You were here in the cold yeah. taking those. Yeah, he yeah, so he's out in the rain. He's out in the blistering heat. He's out in the snow and cold. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, funny. You know, it's one thing. It's chilly when you're running sometimes. But it's when you stop running and you just sit there and don't move around at all, that's when I get coldest of all. It's not when I'm actually out there running. So have to learn to dress appropriately. Um, so let's talk about running now. How did you get into running? Have you been a runner since birth or maybe as a child or high school, college? Um, what was your draw or attraction? Maybe it could have been health, could have been a social aspect, could have been that you were bored, or could have been that maybe there was some sort of major turning point in your life. And let's start next with Tim. Oh, uh, so I, uh, I'm 59 and I, I'm 58, and I ran a little bit in high school. I grew up out in Weldon Spring and would run in the country. I was not in cross country in high school. I, I played football. And then I ran a little bit in college recreationally, you know, just distances. 
Um, and then after college, uh, the only real races I ever did were the St. Patrick's Day races, the five milers. I still have some shirts going back to the 80s. Um, and then when uh, that stage of life, when I was my kids were little, they were all born in the 90s. I didn't really run or exercise. And then as my youngest went into high school, he ran cross country. And that was kind of my time in life to start getting back in shape and started running, uh, I guess. So what's 2020 now? 2011, I was in my late 40s and had got the bug and been running 100 miles a yeah. month pretty much every month since for five years at least. It is a bug, isn't it? It is a bug, yeah. <laughs> Sadie, how about you? I ran in high school as well, and I coached uh, runners when I was teaching track and cross country. And then also took a long break, um, kind of post, post high school and college. I got back into running after my uh, kids were born, when they were babies, and I was living um, out, of, out of Detroit, and there was a group of moms who started getting together to kind of have a babysitting co-op. We'd watch each other's kids while we'd take turns, two or three of us at a time, going for a two or three mile run, um, and that really just kind of rekindled the love of, of getting to be outdoors with your thoughts and kind of take a little time for yourself. Um, as a mom, that's really hard to do. So that, yeah. that really started it's important it to for do. me. It is, yeah. yes. Graham, how about you? I started running back in middle school with my dad. So he he is a runner. He was a runner for forever <laughs> that I know. And um, that's and how I started it. So, so when you say middle school, it's um, maybe just for our listeners share, where did you originally grow up? I, I grew up in Iran, and okay. you're not allowed to run outside as a woman. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I would um, dress up as a man and have an Adidas hoodie on with my dad, and we lived very close to a river. So we would go run along the river, and the longest I ran before was a 5K. And then fast forward to when I came to U.S. in 2007, um, that was the time that I, I saw Boston Marathon <laughs> on the TV. And I was asking uh, my friend, what is this? I want to do one of this. Like, and then, he, and then uh, I get interested in running longer distance because it was much safer and um then I get uh, in touch with people and then um, talk to other runners in the group. And then until I started an internship in ISO New England, um, it's like it's a company that works in the distribution of um, electricity for East Coast and um, some parts of Canada. But, but they um, like the lady over there, she was raising money to run New York City Marathon. And she told me, you should do Chicago. And um, I I had a fundraiser for cellmates on the run, and that was my first marathon in 2011. And it took two weeks to raise about thousand dollars, and I had donation as small as like five dollars, but it all counted. And I I ran my first marathon in 2011, and it was like dream come true it was like my first marathon yeah. and then i got into running after that and then i took a break for six years <laughs> um when i had my kids and 
I got back to it again in 2020 with my Big River family and I'm just so thankful mm -hmm. for all of you guys mm -hmm. who got me back in and then I just I just love running so whenever I have a chance I take a break I go for a run I refresh good yeah. <laughs> awesome Paul yeah. yeah I love hearing that because it is so therapeutic you know you guys all know that uh, you can clear your head, get your mind, thoughts, feelings, emotions. There's just something unique about going out for a good run and just what that does to you to start your day or end your day, whatever it may be. <clears throat> so, uh, so I started running in grade school. Um, don't know how that came to be, but uh, I don't know, like sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Just the, the grade school I went to. I grew up in South St. Louis, and so the grade school was Catholic grade school was very athletic. St. Mary Magdalene on South Kings Highway was very athletically inclined through the parish and the archdiocese and, and so I just started running with a with a, a small group that ran track and I was fast I was very fast and so that parlayed into running sprints hundreds 220s 400s and so on and uh, that just like wow I just came effortless and um, so then from grade school to high school cross country did okay at that um, found more fun in screwing around at school <laughs> and, and chasing girls and not doing, you know, what I should be doing. And so my running career sort of took a, took a turn for the wrong and I sort of, uh, kind of backed off of it for a while. But then, but then when I got married and, uh, knew that I needed to kind of get, uh, get grounded in some things, started running again when the kids were really small, just for health, just for well-being and, and just did neighborhood stuff and did that for a number of years. Nothing. He ran a few 5Ks for some charity things and did okay. Um, but then in 2020, 2010, through the church that Rob and I go to, we did a charitable fundraiser for Living Water International. And I caught the bug. <laughs> oh boy, in a big way. And so we did, I did my first half marathon in 2010. And that's been it ever since then. It's just been, you know, nonstop. And so really, you know, the past 12 years have been the most serious that I had ever been about it. So finished nine full marathons, more halves than I could count. Um, got my wife into it, so she became a half marathon runner. And she's run a number of them with me. And so it's just, uh, yeah, just been that, just been that ever since. So. Um, so for me, I think I started running when uh, so my parents got divorced when I was in my early teens. We moved from a house in Grantwood Village, which is in St. Louis, to a smaller house in Sappington. And my mom, she went from being a stay-at-home mom to a working mom. And so we didn't have a car around the house very often. And so I got a part-time job either when I was 15 or 16 in a restaurant that was a couple miles away. And I worked, for anybody who's worked restaurant work before, it's the infamous graveyard shift from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. in the morning. And instead of walking to work and walking home from work, I just instinctively decided to start running. And so that was kind of, I guess, the genesis of my running. I didn't run in high school, per se. I ran for fun in college, I guess. But again, nothing organized. I don't ever remember running events or running with people. Um, and I think back, I, I don't know how familiar you are, but there was a shoe called the Nike Cortez that had like this crepe bottom shoe 
to be the equivalent of running like in sandals these days. <laughs> and so when I look back on the technology that I used to run in many, many years ago as a pair um, in comparison today, it's like day and night. Um, and then as Paul mentioned, it's uh, the church that we both attended. It's kind of when I guess I got started running in a group. Um, when that ended after about five years and then Paul started running with Big River, he said, hey, why don't you come check out Big River? And I thought, there's no way I'm giving up my only day to sleep in Sunday to go running. But it's kind of <laughs> like what Paul said. I went on day one, I was hooked. And on day one, I still brought my camera with me. And I remember being here taking pictures. And I'm sure people must have thought, who's that strange guy creeping on us with a camera? And we don't even know. But immediately, it's the goal was always to get things posted as soon as I took them. And uh, I think it just caught on early. And it's kind of like what Paul said. Since then, I've never looked back. Absolutely loved it. Pete? Uh, well, when I was... Um in high school, I did play football and ran track, but I mostly did that just for the social aspect of meeting other people. So it wasn't really a passion yet. And my passion at the time was swimming. So I was a swimmer. I swam in college and uh, kind of used to hate running because it was our cross-training day. And it was a little harder than uh, the swimming kind of came easy to me. Uh, but... Um, as I got later in my college years, I took some athletic training courses, and then one of my uh, instructors was talking about uh, the marathon, and I said, you know, I'm going to have to run a marathon sometime. And uh, years went by, I guess I got out of college and built my family and career and never did run that marathon. And then uh, when I turned 40, still hadn't run that marathon, and I said, you know what, you got to start planning to finish this before this decade is out and in your life. And uh, finally, by the time I was uh, 48, I had run my first marathon, and uh, I became hooked on that. Before that, I got kind of passionate into running after uh, somebody invited me to do. The Cardinals had a an all-star run when, when the last time the all-star game was held here in St. Louis. And they kind of had like an all-star run where you, that was part of the festivities of the all-stars. And uh, running that 5K kind of said, hey, this is, I did pretty good in that 5K. I think I can uh, make this a hobby and kind of got involved with running with that. When I, after I did my first marathon, I bumped into a friend and the friend uh, said, well, anybody can run one marathon, and I thought he was kind of putting me down, <laughs> saying that anybody anybody can do that. But no, he, they can't. What he meant was that if you train and and are, uh, just stick with it, that most people can finish a marathon in their life. And uh, I took it as you got to go do another marathon. <laughs> and so I've been in for. Uh, 14 marathons mm. and uh, still loving it and countless half marathons. Good. Um, okay, so what sort of advice would you offer anyone considering getting into running, regardless of age, seasonal life, current starting conditions of their body, mind, or soul? What sort of advice would you offer? Let's start first with safety. <laughs> Just get out the door. We're not a pair of shoes and get out the door. When I started running as an adult, I could go about two blocks. And I'm 82 marathons in now. Like, you just, 
try it. Um, yeah. And you've got to like it. I feel like yeah. I've had friends ask, like, I hate running. What should I do? Don't do it. Like, ride a bike or walk or find or swim or do another sport. But yeah. I think if running is something you want to be interested in, do what you can. Um, have fun with it. it. It's great to find a group. Um, if you don't like a group, it's, it's great to do it by yourself. But I think yeah. it's just... Just start small and and build from there, and and it'll come with yeah. time. Good. Miriam? Like what Sadie said, when I had uh, Arvin, my first baby, that's what my mom told me. She was like, "Why don't you get out of the house when he's sleeping and take your some time for yourself?" And then we were living in Andover. There was like a two mile path that. I can be close to home if the baby needs me. So I would go run down the hill, come back up, and I was done. And it was too much. So as she said, like, start a small. Start a small. Give yourself time to recover and then enjoy it. If you don't like it, don't do it. But if I want, if you want to get into running, I always, yeah. like, give give my friends the 5K, um, like, couch to 5K. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, people, when they approached me, I'm like, well, try that. Like, how about you do a walk run? And then um, when uh, I want to do the um, Afghan uh, refugee that the St. Louis International put together, and I couldn't do it because it was somehow around the Indy uh, Marathon. It was after I couldn't run it. And then I registered my husband for that, and then he used that to run a 5K. So yeah. it works for everyone. You just need to put the time in and your mind. <coughs> I'm sorry. So it will work out Good. eventually. Paul? Well, they say the three, the three rules of real estate are location, location, location. I apply the same thing to, to any kind of any kind of uh, hobby or interest that you're in, whether it's running or biking or you know wood carving, just show up, show up, show up, show up. Um, because what happens is you just keep showing up. It may not be a passion or you know an interest at the time. You just keep showing up and doing it. All of a sudden, over time, you know it begins to change. You begin to find you know maybe it works and maybe it doesn't, but. Um, by showing up and just committing to doing it, all of a sudden things begin to change. You know, you begin to change your perspective, changes your, your maybe your interest or your passion about it changes. Uh, but I think more than anything is the is the if you do it with a group or you do it with somebody else, you know that community that develops by showing up and getting to know each other is absolutely everything to me. Um, because the friendships that develop by showing up, showing up, talking, getting to know each other, and on and on, that's just priceless. Uh, the running is great, and what it does for you physically, emotionally, and all of that. But this community, we wouldn't be here today <laughs> if we didn't show up, and we didn't commit to run together, and we didn't do it over time. We've all known each other for years now, and so that's why we're here. And so those friendships and that time together and the ability to share in our lives... That is just priceless, and so you'll that you'll never regret that. So, yeah, agreed. Um, I know there are some people who they feel self-conscious if they they do something where like they don't know anybody, and so they'll try to like get a friend to run with them. And I found it's easier to go ahead and take the risk of initially doing something where you don't know somebody, and you'll end up developing kind of along the lines of two friendships or relationships on the way. But people who 
honestly want to be there. And uh, we'll get into this later with some of the other questions, but just um, just the relationships and the attitude of the running community, I think, are um, two of the top reasons to run. Uh, I think one thing that uh, running can uh, teach you is that uh, you can accomplish a lot of, a lot of things because I think running is something that um, you can see results pretty quickly whereas in maybe other sports or activities it takes a lot a lot of practice and I think that you get you can get some good feedback to yourself uh, rather quickly yeah. and build up your endurance quickly so it's a good teacher in life that you uh, set some goals and uh, you can accomplish those. Good boy, that's true. Yeah, running is forgiving. You know, it's you keep showing up, you keep working out, and you keep getting better and better and better at it. As long as you're disciplined about following this mileage this day, do this workout, it will work out eventually. Mm -hmm. And you get faster by just like running more and more. Yeah. Uh, well, it's just the only sport where you're rewarded as you get older, right? Because you get into these age brackets where now all of a sudden you qualify for races that you couldn't qualify for previously. So it's uh, kind of intuitive. Tim? Well, everybody's covered a lot of good stuff. Um, the only thing I, and I, I don't know much, I'll try to add something. That would be um, for those people who are listening to this because they know Rob and maybe they know some of us and they haven't started running, don't be intimidated by everybody else yeah, who's, right. who's run all yeah. this, these marathons or stuff, because it's only about your exercise. Yep. It's only about your health. Yep. And uh, so don't think you have to run faster or run longer. And don't think you don't have to run the whole time you get out. It's just, it's, it can be a run walk. And if, if you're looking for a community to do it, uh, you know, Big River has a Start 5K program. Um, it usually starts in the springtime and you Get out. Just get started. Show up. <laughs> I think a good thing about running, too, is that um, it's a great sport where you can uh, get up to the start line and uh, in the same race as the Olympians and say, hey, I ran the same race that an Olympic athlete ran. And in fact, uh, Miriam, you can say that you beat uh, Mally Seidel in the Boston Marathon because... <laughs> She dropped out and you finished. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. Um, so let's talk about community now. How did you get involved with Big River Training Team? By accident? Maybe a friend invited you or a social media post? Um, and how important is it to be part of a group like Big River Training Team? What are the benefits? Physical, social, mental? Big River Training Team. Miriam. I got introduced to Big River in 2020 by my neighbor. So at the time she um, she was training for eight half marathons with Big River and she told me, well, why don't you just come join Big River? And I'm not a winter runner. Like I, I would appreciate warmer days, like yeah. not this heat, <laughs> but um, so. And then I joined Big River in January of 2021. And um, I trained with them for two two seasons and I'm thankful because they get me going. And it got to the point that because I was working um, from seven to four, I could only get 
um, not as many miles in and team told me Miriam if you want to run the long runs you have to at least have 20 miles during the week and then at least you have to run four days before coming because I would come do these long runs feeling good pushing the pace and like feeling oh yes I'm back I'm back to running what I love like doing what I love after taking a long break but then um, you would get to talk to people you and then they give you advice and I'm a good listener and then that that lead to like other good events for me later on and then to the point that I ran my dream uh, marathon but it just which was it, which was the Boston, Boston. Marathon yes. and I I didn't know that's approachable for me as a as someone that don't know much about running love I love running I'm passionate about it but like I never done a workout before so like I have to do these things I'm not comfortable with running hills but I have to because I have this goal of finishing so my plan was to finish Boston Marathon and then again team got me introduced to another group to get trained with for the speed workout and then it got me in touch with Mark that I would have not known if it was for my yeah. Big River family yeah. so it all started from Big River and then just a conversation like that I like to socialize and talk to other people about my passions and she said why don't you start with Big River and I was like a great start for me yeah. so like I always like to come for social runs and run with Big River even though I'm training with other team right now with this QRC but Big River is my running family it's just like where it all started from and I'm so thankful and grateful for this so yeah, yeah. we're happy to have you yes <laughs> absolutely amen Paul my turn um Big River let's see so we we ran Team Living Water from 10 to 13 when it folded in 13 I was like shocked <laughs> I was losing my running community my running family and I'm like no this can't be and so I started researching you know the running community in St. Louis and I found Fleet Feet and I found Big River and uh, Big River was closer to home so I thought I'm just going to check it out and see what that they had a training team thing starting up that's it was over the summer it was the summer fall season i believe anyway um i thought i'm gonna check that out and that was in 13 2013 and so i did that season with big river and liked it i used to run with the eight minute group that was my normal group <laughs> and so uh, uh i enjoyed the heck out of that and i thought i i think during 2013 i really caught the bug i'm gonna run my first full marathon I could see training with this group. Uh, that's going to get me there. That was it. And then I ran into you at the Cowbell that fall. And Living Water had folded. And I said, hey, I've been running with Big River this past season. Come come check it out. So I think it was then that, that winter, you know, the winter-spring session. You joined. And I, that was, it was 2014. <clears throat> you came and joined. And ever since... I've been there ever since, and so I have not uh, have not missed a season. Battled through injuries and ups and downs and all of that that go with it, but just have made some wonderful friendships along the way and all of that. And so, you know, goal of doing the first full marathon, second, third, and fourth, 
<clears throat> then you catch that BQ thing, you know, and I said, okay, I got to do that. <clears throat> Indy got me there. What a wonderful <laughs> memory Indy is. And so, but here's my, I don't want to, I want to end with this. So I qualified for Boston in 2018 or 19, and I qualified to run 2020. Well, 2020 didn't happen, <laughs> as we all know why, because of COVID. But I had a group of runners in our community, our broader team, who rallied around you and I, Rob and I, and Brian Carter. Brian and I were running Boston. Rob was going to run his first full marathon, not Boston, but run with Brian and I out. So we did the Boston virtual out in St. Charles County all along the Katy Trail and into Newtown and so on. Picked that week and first week in September to do it, the Boston virtual anyway. Uh, the group of our broader group, and three of you are here, prepared just an amazing day. I will never forget. While I didn't get to run Boston, I got, I got something more, <laughs> more special than I could ever imagine. Pete and Tim and Kelly's and Kristen and Michelle and, oh my gosh, you guys. They prepared a Boston Marathon for us. We had signs out. We had a... We had a banner we had to run through at the end. They had music, table with drinks. and Not only that, but for the first half, half of them went out to pace us the first half. Yeah. And then the second half went out to pace, pace us the second half. Right. And the reason that was important, because I didn't train to, to do a marathon at all. <laughs> um, and so like the 21 mile mark is where I really did hit that wall. And if it wouldn't have been for the fact that like, Brian and Michelle were there like coaching me, yeah. in, I could have easily seen just walking yeah. in from there. And so it really, it makes a huge, huge difference. There. They coached him through. I nearly collapsed because of the heat. While I had trained, the heat got me because it was just a warm day. And Labor and so, Day weekend. Labor Day weekend. And so Jerry, Jerry Hennessy and Kristen Clark, they did the same thing for me. They carried me in those last. And you, oh my gosh, you, he was like my advanced scout. pulling. He was pulling, pulling me in those last five miles. I'd run ahead and tell him. He would run it ahead. He's coming. He's walking again. But but just, just that community of you guys, you know, making that morning for the Boston Virtual so special. Uh, I'll never forget. I got the banners. I got the, Pete made up a sign, and I got that on the refrigerator. I will never forget that. That, that is the community. That's the camaraderie, the friendship, the, the love that we have for each other. And that is just that's unique. So anyway, I laugh at the scream tunnel for you. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> I laugh a little bit because um, um, when I finish, I was able to see you eventually finish. And they kept moving the finish line I know. away yeah. from you. I was like, what are no, they doing? That That's was him. Cruel. No, my and watch. Oh, that, my that watch had him. not oh, hit 26. I ran ahead, and I thought where his finish line was going to be, but I was about 200 yards short sure. because his uh, watch kept saying to me. No. So he was waving us. <laughs> I was going. I got I to. Gotta, <laughs> this watch has got to say. So really, you've hit the, the key thing. Um, I think, and I've noted this before, you get to a certain stage in season life where it can be challenging to make friends, much less healthy friends. But what I found with the running community is one, it's the most diverse group of people that I associate and hang out with. We don't focus on what's different about us. We focus on what unites us and draws us together. And it's most everybody is healthy. They have like a health, they're concerned on physical health, mental, spiritual health across the board. 
And so it's this amazing opportunity for people if you're looking to develop healthy relationships. It's like one of the byproducts, and which then becomes like one of the, the main things that keep you going with the running community. The other thing that I learned with the Big River is that I was a, just a totally an undisciplined, ignorant runner up until joining Big River. Just really had no idea about stuff like pacing, nutrition, um, rest time, recovery time, all that type of stuff. And so I've learned a lot of that stuff, which is, I believe, helped make me a better runner. And it's, I take great pride in the fact that knowing, like, with a, a lot of the people in our Big River group, like on any given race, it's the the majority of our, our friends will finish in the top 10% of, like, whatever mm-hmm. races are out there. And so we really do hang with kind of an elite group of friends, mm-hmm. um, which is neat. Pete? I just uh, think that, uh, the Big River group just kind of keeps you accountable and you just uh, it kind of forces you to show up each weekend because you, you want to see your friends and like Rob said I think that uh, it also is uh, where else besides work that you get to meet new people as an, as an adult and uh, every week there seems to be somebody else who comes in and tags along and you have a new acquaintance Tim? I started in uh, the winter season of 2016 and just showed up, showed up, showed up, showed up, and <laughs> been showing up ever since. Yep. Enjoyed it, yeah. Sadie? And, and our pacer. Yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, also started during the pandemic. Um, I do run a lot of races around the country and have a really nice network of runner friends that I've met from different states and felt like I have this great community of people that I see all the time and then everything shut down. And, and for me, that was hard. I know we've talked about the fact that like the pandemic running was great in the pandemic because you could still do it, but I, I race two or three times a month and it was hard for me. And so that really, I, I always wanted to get more involved with local running, um, because I, I live here. I want to know more people in, in our community that run, but just hadn't, hadn't taken the time. Um, and so then with the pandemic, I did, uh, join the the big river running group and it was hard. I, I mean, I would say advice to people who feel like coming out to a group run on Sunday is intimidating. It, it felt intimidating at first. I didn't know anybody. I didn't come with a friend. I just showed up because I, I wanted to meet people and everybody's incredibly nice. Like you're, you're, you're not going to meet mean runners. We're, we're all hopped up on endorphins and we're super sweet. And I, I mean, everybody is pleasant. Every pace, there's a pace group for everybody. And I just feel like it was a really kind, accepting group of people. I'm glad I came, um, met, you know, Tim and his group the first week and just very friendly. Um, every every group I've run with has been the same. And I'm very glad that I did because I feel like I now know more people in our community that are runners as well. And yeah. I'm thankful for that. Good. So, Sadie, I'm going to ask a follow-up question because you're an elite runner like yeah. out of everybody's league. Yeah. But most of your miles getting there were, were solo miles. I do right? most of my, my miles solo, yes. Yes. And one of the things I think about the long runs is the long runs are so much easier with company than yeah. solo. So, yes. so how do you? And I think you do you run slower when you run with us? You guys are my my recovery day. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we'll accept that. You know what? Okay. We'll accept that. <laughs> how, how do you compare like the the solo runs versus our group runs? I mean, the group runs are a lot more fun. I I usually do my long runs on Mondays, and um, usually about a. 7 to a 7.15 pace with my last four miles around 6.40, 6.30. So um, it, it's it's miserable. I mean, it's grueling. I, I am a stay-at-home mom, so I have the benefit of getting that done 
usually when my kids go to school, um, but it's mentally hard. I, it would be wonderful to, uh, to find a buddy at the same pace who yeah. is on my schedule that I could grind those miles out with. But I, I really look forward to Sundays because it is so much more fun. That would be a rare person to find. So right. if you do. There's a wow. couple. I, I mean, wow. I, I know there's a couple in the yeah. group that if we could get our schedules yes. to work. But um, no, it's it's refreshing to have opportunities. And, and there's a, a the, the racing team now has a Wednesday night workouts as well with our uh, coach that was mm. acquired for the racing team. So that's been really nice as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that we run like with a co-ed group. Because I know as a guy, about five or ten minutes into the run, I'm, like, talked out. And it's <laughs> nice to just be able to listen to other people's conversations. Like the girls, especially as they're going uphill, they're still carrying on, like, a normal pace conversation. Are we and it, it really does help to <laughs> to just make the longer runs easier. Yeah, it does. Um, Okay, so let's talk about races. What's your favorite race and why? It could either be local, out of state, maybe the venue is good, good swag. And what's either your least favorite race or your most challenging and why? Could have been bad running conditions, um, couldn't sleep the night beforehand, bad swag, cost. Maybe the organizer that ran the race was a bad organizer. Favorite races. Paul? Ah, yeah. One of the hardest for me was Chicago. I didn't get a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. I didn't travel up there soon or, or uh, far enough in advance to get settled. And I didn't, my training was miserable going into it. So I, I had all the markers <laughs> of not having a good race. I ran well for the first 15 miles and then mile 18 plus was just grinded out, miserable. And I just remember crossing that finish line in Grant Park and couldn't wait to find the W to find my wife you know and fall into her arms they dragged me to the car because i was just gassed but it was all because of everything leading up to it i had gone on a a two-week float trip up on the boundary waters up near canada and i didn't run during those two how do you run on a you know on a canoe and so just you know all the mistakes but uh that, that was my one of my my least favorite you know favorites gosh you know i loved indy just because of what it did I love the conditions in the environment. My pacers, you guys were talking about pacers at Indy. I had the Steves. I had two guys named Steve. And so I just stuck with them, and they were wonderful. And then Colorado. Colorado was a a memorable one for me. My son was living up there at the time, and we drove up there. They bus you, you know, 26 miles out in the mountains, and you run down along against the Cooter River and uh, just that Canyon River. Well, you you, you know it. Oh, my gosh. So Marno's Fort Collins as well. Boy, better than I do. But uh, just love that run. Loved that run. And you end up in town, and it was memorable. My wife is standing there. My son's standing there and crossing that finish line. Was, and I did well. I ran it like 3.50-something in 3 hours and 50 uh, minutes. And so, yeah, just uh, just that was probably my – I would do that again. Anybody want to go to Colorado? I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> it's in May. <laughs> First week of May. <laughs> and you've already mentioned uh, the virtual Boston that we did, which was yeah. kind of a oh, yeah. hands day. down. Right. That's number yeah. one. But aside from that, right. Boston virtual. Um, I like doing. They don't. They haven't had one for a couple of years now. But the uh, the Alton half marathons. I kind of liked them. It was also one of the most challenging races that we ran there. It was. Uh, did you run that? It's, 
you ran it, I think. Michelle ran it. Some of the other. The miserable wind and rain day. It, yeah, it was the strongest headwind I'd ever faced. 30 if, mile an hour. If it would have kept raining up to race time, I don't think any of us would have run it. But for some reason, it. it minutes. Went, right, yeah. Minutes before. So I said, all right, that was our <laughs> calling to get out there and, and run it. And so we ran it. And the other thing that was kind of interesting about the Alton, it's a smaller venue. And just some of the runners out there were just naturally friendly. I had one guy out there during one of the races, kind of a similar thing where it's, um, I told him what my goal pace was. And during the last couple of miles, he could tell that I was getting um, weak, slow. And so he intentionally, as opposed to peeling off from me, he kind of helped guide me across the finish line, which for somebody who I only met during the race, I thought that was very, very generous. I'd also, like one of the funnier comments that had happened to me is, I, again, running with some total stranger uh, during the race. And we were running, we were just, I don't typically chat during a race like that, it's, um, but we were chatting. And he asked how old I was, and I told him, and he, he, at first he was surprised at my night. He thought I was younger than that. And then he stared and looked at me and said, oh, yeah, well, I can see it now. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> okay, thanks. Well, that was a real encouragement, right. wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. So I had to chuckle myself. Um, so that I would say was that's been kind of both my go-to, and then also other than the Innsbruck, which we had mentioned before, right. just those hills. It's I've never walked a part of a race, but we got like halfway in Innsbruck and I just started walking the, the hills going up. So that was uh, mentally discouraging, even though it's I finished it all right. Mm-hmm. Still very discouraging. Pete. Uh, I guess I'd have to say that my favorite is uh, Boston, the recent yeah. Boston Marathon yeah. that I ran. 2022. And, yeah. And um, they just really made you, I said this before, but it really made you feel like a celebrity doing it from the moment you got on the airlines and uh, the people were clapping for you and encouraging you to go on to the, to the hotels and the Uber drivers. Yeah. Everybody just so uh, passionate about the race there in Boston and so supportive, and they really put on a good show. And I'd have to say my, my least favorite would be um, the Rock and Roll Marathon here in St. Louis. The, <laughs> the, I think I believe it was the second one. Um, some of the bands didn't show up to where they were <laughs> supposed to be playing. So I think it was, uh, I think the organizer, it was the organizers really dropped the ball on that one. And there were on-demand drink stations for the marathon also. And so it was just really poorly organized. And uh, they tried to sell it as there's a lot of, going to be a lot of music and there really wasn't yeah. for it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, well, everybody else is talking about marathons. I've never run a marathon, so my my <laughs> my least favorite and favorite are going to be shorter distances. I think one of my favorites is uh, the St. Patrick's Day run, the five miles. Uh, I didn't run it this year in the cold, but uh, historically I've run it, and it is just a fun, festive race uh, for for anyone, whether you're slow, fast, or fun. Um, the toughest, one of the toughest races is always historically uh, the U-City Memorial Day race mm-hmm. because it's hilly and it tends to be kind of a hot day. Yeah. Um, but that being said, that though it's a technically a tough race in my opinion, it's got a great atmosphere mm-hmm. before and after, uh, you know, the root beer and the, uh, the frozen custard. <laughs> 
So I guess that's like, I'd say... It's a community run. Yeah, I'd say... Uh, so that's even not even a least favorite. It's just a technically tough race. Yeah, but it's a favorite. Yeah. I still good. run. I'm signed up to run it now. Yeah. Good. good. Sadie? I've run a lot of marathons, so it's hard to pick a favorite. Um, pick a couple. My, my favorite course is um, for the leading ladies, or the Dakota Spirit Marathon. They're the same race. Um, it's out in South Dakota, and it runs down um, downhill through the Black Hills, and it's Ooh. absolutely gorgeous. Ooh. And I've done it four times, um, different versions of that race that happen. Um and I, it's just beautiful. Um, so I would recommend that it's a small race. Um, the most fun race is Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. They have a wonderful after party. It's like being in college again. And I would another smaller race that I would absolutely recommend making the trip for. It's a fast course. It's so much fun. Um, I think the most memorable race I would have was in 2020. I had run 49 states up until January of 2020 um, with a Boston qualifying time. Um, and I was slated to be the the 10th woman to run all 50 states with a time that would a Boston qualifying time in every state and go was supposed to be my final race here at home. I worked really hard logistically to make that happen. And then three weeks before go, it canceled. Mm-hmm. And so I signed up for the cowbell and then that canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then the first marathon to happen in Missouri was heart of America, which is hard. It's notoriously mm-hmm. a hard race. It's out in Columbia over labor day and it is hilly mm-hmm. and it is hot and it is mm-hmm. so difficult, but they let 66 runners run. Um, and it was my virtual Boston um, that hot weekend mm. and also my 50th state. And it was this tiny race and the race director made such a big deal out of me being there and my family was able to come in. And I had initially like this big party planned and I had all of these dreams of what this was going to look like. And it ended up being nothing, nothing mm. like what I had planned, yeah. but it was so much better. And it just really reminded me that the whole point was running. I ran this little race. I was by myself. It was none of the bells and whistles I planned, but it was perfect. And I'm really glad I had that experience. So. Mm. Good. It's kind of like the. Yeah. Balls, balls, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yep. I'm hearing the same exact <laughs> principles. It gets you back to the, the right. basic principle. Absolutely. You're not doing it for the bells no. and whistles. Nope. You're doing it for the self-satisfaction. Absolutely. Just of the accomplishment. And you don't need everybody cheering. You need no. some family and friends. And that, I had family and friends you know, right the, there. The work you matter. put in and how special it is to yep. you. Yep. Amen. Miriam? My favorite would be Boston 2022. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it was very different from any race I have done before. I, I don't like racing because <laughs> that put a lot of pressure mm-hmm. on me. I get excited. I go faster than I should. So I like to do train for races, but don't do as many races. I have to get better at managing my emotion. And when I get tired, just slow down. But when I'm in the race, I, I go in that zone and I don't get out of it. So sometimes it could be dangerous. But uh, Boston was amazing and it was the most organized race to the state and the spectators were amazing. I was among them before and this time I was running the race and everybody talks about the hills, the hills. And uh, I talked to Sadie about it and I told her I was stressed out about it. I think I'm prepared and she told me the hills are not the worst. Like you have trained for it just like have fun with it and i got to the hills and newton Wellesley is where my son was born and that's at like 16 and a half and i got to there and i was like 
you know, you got this. And when I, when I got to, when I passed the heartbreak hill and I got to that sign mm. that you, the you reached the hill. summit, yeah. I couldn't believe it's done. Yeah. It's like the way they talk about it, it's worse than it is. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> but, That's the um, case. We make it worse in our mind. Yeah. But it was, it was amazing how people would reach you that, oh, you run the marathon or you're here for the marathon and like all the support you get to that point and also after the point when you're done and you're still in the hour of all the videos you guys sent us, oh, uh, the support I got yeah. from my neighbors, yeah. the support I got from uh, my colleagues and it was not just like me going on training runs. It means that my husband has to take care of two kids so I can fit their miles in. It means that I have to wake up at 4 a.m. Yeah. so I can get there before my right. work so I can work that day. Yeah. I still have my working day and it's just like it, that was the best. And I didn't have a divorce or uh, that could be challenging like I had challenging races and that was like the Vermont mad half marathon I did that could be that was very challenging but I love to run and I always appreciate running outside as a woman that nothing makes it like a bad race day but I had challenging race days but I can't say I had a bad race day ever yeah. because I just like to get out there and run <laughs> and yeah. celebrate that I can be healthy enough to run and enjoy it. Yeah. So. Um, since Ben's going to help watch the kids and stuff like that while you're training, does he get to wear your Boston Marathon medal a couple of days a week? <laughs> <laughs> so my kids, uh, every time I get a medal, so like my daughter, I, I think I sent a picture of it on the group that she 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 has the Chicago Marathon, Arvin has um, the Boston Marathon, uh, he has the frostbite that um, I got, I think I got the second in the age group, um, so he has it on his um, desk. Yeah. So like at this point the kids have the medal so every time i go race it's just between arvin and isla <laughs> who's gonna get there. what medal yeah so and then she would say and eventually i said well since my daughter likes unicorn i was like well arvin i got the indie marathon for you i like can have the unicorn but he said no <laughs> so like he has the medal and then he took it to show and share to talk about uh so on Fridays, you get Sean Sher to talk yeah. about, you know, your toys or like if you see something to talk about, it's good for them to become better at speaking, yeah. you know, public presenters and all for the public speaking. And <laughs> so he took it to talk about the Boston trip. He gets to brag on his mom. We yeah. need to go back and run it again because yeah. she needs a unicorn. There you go. I have to get back. It isn't hers. Yeah. Yeah. But, that awesome. was that was dream that was a dreamy race. Awesome. Yeah. Um, all right, so as we begin to wind things down, let me give you kind of an easy one here first. 
technology. What's your favorite piece of technology or running equipment? It could be your Garmin, your shoes, maybe orthotics, maybe a shirt. And what's your favorite social media platform related to running? Again, it could be Garmin, Strava, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I guess it's my turn to go first. It's my Garmin is my best friend. I just, I really rely, I think they say like real runners, you should be able to gauge yourself based on how you're feeling. But I'm continually relying on my Garmin just to see how I'm doing. And uh, I don't take advantage of the Garmin website or the Strava or any other type of social media sites. So other than posting my pictures on Facebook as quickly as possible, it's probably about the only social media site that I'm, I'm part of. Pete? I guess um, I don't really have a favorite technology uh, that I use. I kind of like go by feel when I'm running and every once in a while looking down at my watch when it alerts me, but I just mostly go by feel. And um, I think with uh, social media, I've been using uh, Garmin Connect, so I try to keep track of my miles by year and, and see how well I'm doing compared to last year's. And I guess one of the, uh, the I guess the best thing about using the technology, I guess one thing I do use technology for is just to reaffirm myself when uh, the weather's starting to change from winter to spring to summer, and I go out and I do a run and I feel like, man, I'm getting slow, what's going on? <laughs> and I just can go back to that data and just affirm myself, well, you were slow last year at this time. <laughs> You're slow this time every year until heat, you build up heat, that endurance or build up that acclimation to the weather mm -hmm. and then it changes, it comes back up again. So mm -hmm. I guess the best thing about the, the uh, technology is just kind of gives you uh, a little bit of incentive and some feedback that you're right where you're supposed to be. Perfect, yeah. yeah. Tim? Um, I also think that Garmin Connect, I use it a lot and I've just scratched the surface of it, but I know I've like pointed things yeah. out to other people. Like you can track your gear and then track how many miles you have on your shoes. I like that fe feature. I like the fact that you take photos of us when we run, and so I can look at the temperature and say, okay, when, we, when I ran that day, I was wearing these clothes because I can see what that Rob took that picture, you know, to kind of figure out whether I run. I usually try to make a note whether I was too cold or not, but yeah. And I love the social media and the, the Facebook pages and the, the photos that you take, Rob. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, you my favorite piece of technology is my highly outdated uh, iPad Shuffle, um, which they don't make anymore. They just announced. Um, the little, they're making them. They're again. dropping them. Completely. Oh, they've been dropped. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just hoping this is still supported, but it's a tiny little, like, uh -huh. I clip it to my waistband because yeah, yeah. I don't like to run with anything. Yeah. Um, and I, I hoard it. I've got about five of them. People give them to me because they know uh -huh. I can't buy them anymore. Um, I like to listen to music when I run. I do so much training by yeah. myself that sure. it's um, really kind of a mental crutch at this point and yeah. uh i also i really enjoy facebook i'm in a lot of running groups that are like national groups where it's my way of connecting with with friends that i yeah. see in person maybe two or three times a year but we all stay in touch uh, through those groups so you bet good Mary. my favorite piece of technology is garmin because mm -hmm. i'm i'm just like 
I want to become a better runner. And then one of my friends, Shannon, she told me about work, running on your heart rate. Cause like I run by feel too, and I get excited, and I run faster, and I, so like I I'm right now looking at running in my sweet spot finding the heart rate that i so like figuring out okay my easy runs my heart rate is normally up because i'm not a veteran runner i'm just getting back to it but then i just want to run somewhere around like my 150 okay what pace gets me to there and garmin tells me that so like i slow around i slow down during my easy runs and then on my workout days like I will go and look at the intervals say okay these are the pace that I met and so like when I go on a race I know what pace should I go and then like yes my coach also helps me figure that out but I want to know for myself like how to keep those pace but also like don't go past the heart rate and I was comparing India and Boston and I was like oh man I did not get to anaerobic for Boston I'm proud of myself so I'm teaching myself to stay using this technology to stay in aerobic zone and threshold and not getting to that zone and um <laughs> I was telling Ben it was like you know for Boston you could have been an anaerobic Miriam and I was like no I'm just training myself to be I want to run for years yeah. out of injuries, like no injuries. Yeah. I want to like train myself to be a better runner and that technology helps me a lot. And I like to be um, on Strava and follow um, few runners that I really like and appreciate what they do for running community and then seeing that they also struggle. Yes, they have hard days and they have better running days. and that we are all in the same yep. place and it's Amen. nice to yep. see what other people do that they also love to run and they are in different stage of running but we can also learn lessons from them so yeah. like i like to follow my strava groups yeah no that's good yeah. good paul how about you yeah how about me <clears throat> i uh so technology favorite probably my garmin i have two garmin watches and uh but kind of like Pete, I run the feel, and I glance at my watch every so often. Just to, am I close? Um, but I don't. I don't. I'm not, I, I'm not a slave to my watch. Um, I like to see when I'm done, how'd that run go, or my my intervals and so on. But technology is kind of a double-edged sword for me because I I live that every day. So my work day, I got multiple monitors. I got wireless headsets. I got phones in one ear and a wireless in another i walk around like you know like i don't know i i'm just just got technology hanging all over me and so at the end of the day that's the last thing i want to do <laughs> when i'm done with the work day and i want i shove all that out of my <laughs> i want to go in a quiet room i want to pick up a book a magazine i want to get away from technology and so i don't i don't do social media i don't go online i got given all that up i don't i just want to get away from technology and so i uh i kind of i don't i don't even look at how my gar i don't look at how i've done you know week over week and run over run and so it's kind of a it's kind of a mixed bag for me as i, I guess is the best i'll say it it's important i like that it captures and tracks that stuff 
but because it consumes so much of my my work day and week to week and it's so important to what I do for a living that I don't want to do it in the evening. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do it on the weekend. I want to turn that off and disconnect and I think that's kind of the, kind of where I go with it. So. Yeah. When you get older like Paul and me, your <laughs> knees and your, your crickety muscles end up being your gauges. You don't need technology to tell you that you're overtraining or undertraining. Mm -hmm. The weather. Right. But, the, but I found as uh, not quite as old as you but tracking my shoes, my yeah. knees, and then my shoes. It's like my knees. I'm like, okay, yeah. these shoes are getting old. Yeah. Yeah. And about no, it, it, it's and Garmin affirms that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so that, you actually. you run with the same shoes, and it starts. You can start feeling it in your knees when you're about 300, 350 miles yeah. in the shoes. Yeah. I would like that. At least I can. Final question: Who do you look up to these days as either a mentor? mentor or role model or somebody you admire respect it can either be somebody who's inside or outside of the running community it can be somebody local or national or do you have one and then who do you mentor or act as a role model to these days who's watching you me hmm. or does anybody feel comfortable taking that off i can go okay city um so I've said before, I run usually a marathon a month, if not more. Um, met a lot of amazing people around the country. Um, I've gotten a little bit faster over the last year, but something that amazes me about the running community is what I love about it is no matter what you do, there is always somebody doing it faster, doing it more. Um, I am constantly blown away by the people that I meet locally and just around the country. Um, I have friends who run a marathon at least once a week. I mean, they will rack up 70 in a year and I'm just completely impressed by them. Um, I am impressed by, you know, I feel like I am getting pretty fast and it's great, but then I go to a race and I'm humbled by yeah. like the person who, you know, just kills it and, yeah. and that's amazing. So I, I don't think I have one person that I look yeah. up to. I just yeah. feel like I am every race encounter somebody who yeah. is inspiring no, for their yeah. own reason. And I think yeah. that's really cool. Um, my kids look up to me. I mean, that's sure. that's one of the reasons I do this is awesome. um, we're providing an example for our family and um, my husband and I both. So I think yeah. that's the most important people in my life that can look up to Amen. me. Amen. I agree. Sadie inspires me. Good. <laughs> there you that's go. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always look up to her and yeah. like, I'm like, oh my goodness, you're amazing. You're doing so much. Yeah. And then like for someone that's just starting to get back in and want to like do a few races and just like you know get better at running she just she's an inspiration for all of us and i like that team checks on me and say how are you doing okay like um when are you doing your 20 miles do you have anybody to run with and like he is our mentor he's like he's yeah. pacing this 8 30 for for quite some time and he kinds of understand when you need help like i don't know how but it's like well let us know if you need any help for you for other 20 milers and like how do you do this how do you do this you're a father you're a husband you have your job and because he's such a kind person yeah. some yeah. people are yeah. just yeah. built that yeah, way that's, so. yeah, that's, um, that's that's very, very nice yeah, that yes patient. i'm training with Mark and his group for this um, year or so, you know, like for for this training season. But I love my big river family, and I 
want to do my social runs still with you guys come for art run and you know like come join you guys have a conversation see how your lives are being so but he is an amazing mentor thank you for all you're doing Good. Uh, Miriam, you blew me away last year. So uh, I don't know if you remember, but our first summer session was here in Forest Park, and you were coming back after that spring injury, and you couldn't even keep up with us at eight, the eight thirty pace for you know five miles. And I, I I I know that you worked hard, and so to to get to Indy to Boston qualify and then to finish it, you've had a great year. And just appreciate it, okay? Don't, I am. Don't, I love don't it. Don't look. Don't look for the next thing. Just enjoy the accomplishment, and run smart. Don't run to get hurt. I mean, yeah. we really all have to tone our. Make sure we run smart and run healthy. And to your point, to kind of to your point too, Sadie. What I appreciate about the running community is I, I learned early on that I can compete with my running community but not against them and to i vicariously like when you all compete in boston and win in boston i mean to me that's i can get enjoyment and satisfaction out of that um so when i, I look at people like uh, mona who organizes go st louis and mark speedway kind of like from an organizational level as people that i admire and respect and then when i think of like the host of well, um, even Matt and Katie being involved with Big River, just what they put into the Big River organization. But then when I think in terms of people volunteering their time, like Tim and just the different pacers who have gone before him, uh, Michelle, Kelly, Brian, Joanna, just a whole host of people who are willing to devote their time. Um, I admire and respect that. And then the individual runners, kind of like the three of you, well, the four of you who have all qualified for uh, Boston. Tim and I are the two slackers here. We haven't qualified for Boston. So, um, so that's kind of what I think of. And I agree with you. I think we do. Um, we are role models, whether we, we want to realize it or not, most importantly for our kids. And I know my uh, future son-in-law, one of these days, wants to be able to beat me in a 5K but he's not there yet. And I'm hoping one of these days to take my current granddaughter to these girls on the run events and then groom kind of this passion for running with her. And uh, so, yeah, so that's how I feel like it's the people that I look up to and then how I'm trying to um, share or mentor people in my life. Well, I'm going to play off of that with what you said, you know, the importance of as being parents, all, all of us here, all of us here have kids. All of us here have children, whether whatever stage of age of life they are, is that our children look to us and the, the example that we set for them is crucial to their growth and development and well-being. And scripture says to train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And so as parents, we have a biblical mandate to train our children and show for them, set an example, you know, to teach them right, so that as they grow up, they will be good people, citizens, followers of Christ, and so on. And so the same fundamental principles, you know, apply to everything that we do. And so that means that we as adults need good people in our life. We need wise counsel. We need those who are mentoring and giving us advice, no matter what our ages are, 
And if we have another person, another female, woman, man, uh, that we can trust, that we respect, that's giving us good advice, godly counsel, uh, that is crucial to our well-being. That helps keep us grounded because left to our left to ourselves and our own, we can go astray, and we need godly people to pull us back in and and to keep us accountable and to keep us right and true. And so I have those in my life. I have men in my life that I trust and respect and that follow Christ in all things that that give me good advice. And I consider this man here one of them. And they're few and far between that you can trust and you can speak to and share things and that you you know you can respect what they tell you, which help keeps you balanced and grounded. And so having that in your life is crucial. And we have an element of that in our running community. You know, as you do life and share things, ups and downs, and trials and struggles, and being able to do life together as you go, as you go through these troubles and hardships and so on, and having you know, good feedback and, 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 and help to go through that just means so much. And so, you know, we're never too old to get advice or, or to offer it where it's appropriate. And so it's crucial. Yep. Amen. And Pete, Paul, you want to bring us home? Yeah, and Paul, like, uh, just to go on what you said and, and uh, say that, like, like St. Paul says in Timothy 4, that, uh, you know, I fought the good fight, mm-hmm. I finished the race, and uh, I've kept the faith. And yes. I think that that's, uh, this group has helped me do that. And a great example of that is I remember I used to run with the, with the 915 group and then maybe the 9 group. And uh, one time I came up here just to see who was up here at the uh, visitor center to, to run. And it was uh, Tim and Paul and Robert. And uh, they said, hey, we're going to the arch today. And I said, like, well, no, I've never run with, I've never run with the 830s before. I'll try and I'll try and keep with you. I'm I'm used to running with Shantae's group, and and uh, you guys kind of nursed me along there. And uh, nice. when I finished, I was like, I think I can hang with these guys. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. can do it. Yeah, right. And now so, you're better than us. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now you're BQ. Yes. So you guys inspire me. That's good. That's yeah. awesome. Um, well, thank you to each one of you for participating in this today. I appreciate each one of you. To all of our listeners in Podville, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. To a very special friend of mine, I love you dearly. To all our other listeners, this has been another episode of Real Friends. That's it. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Wait a minute. I want a picture. Wait a minute. Don't you move. Put on your smiley face. Do whatever you got to do.